Hey gang, Wonder Rob here. And Shop's here too. This podcast is part of the Geek So To Speak network. Visit GeekSoToSpeak.com for our full podcast lineup. Hey Shop, hey Vactor. Hey, what's going on? I just got back from seeing Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Really? Yes, and let me tell you, especially you Vactor... The thing that movie made me realize more than anything is that I gotta go fast. What kind of things you want to do fast? It involves me <laughs> and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I have two tails. <laughs> <laughs> it involves my knuckles <laughs> and my wife. Ew, shine. Oh my god. <laughs> Sonic meet knuckles. All right. Something is in my ass. Abort. Abort. Geek so to speak, 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 I can't breathe. Welcome back, fellow geeks, for another episode of Geek So To Speak Podcast, your source for all things geek. We're talking movies, we're talking TV shows, we're talking comics, we're talking trailers, we're talking video games, we're talking geek news, we're talking everything in between, and this week is no different. I'm your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live, well, semi-live, from Southern California, and on the line with me are two of my bestest friends in the whole wide world, the yins to my yangs, the uh, the chaos emeralds to my supersonic. We've got Vactor. Yeah. Took him a second. <laughs> He's looking at his phone. And Shaf. How's it going, Shaf? Shaf's here, too. What's going on? <laughs> Shaf's here, too. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us, guys. If you're not already subscribed, not you two, I'm talking to the listeners. If you're not already subscribed, hit that subscribe button because every little bit helps. You can also leave us a nice little review on, uh, let's see, Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a rating on Spotify. Just, uh, real quick. Vector, what's your podcast catcher of choice? What do you like to use? Pocket Cast, baby. Now, does Pocket Cast let you review? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, don't be like Vector. Listen to us. Well, I can't tell them what they're listening to us on. If you're listening to us on something other than Spotify, other than Apple Podcasts, just do us a solid. Download the apps. Leave us a review. Delete the apps. Yeah. How, doesn't even cost money. And it helps us grow. I mean, we're, we already are the number one geek news podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you search geek news, uh, number one English speaking geek news podcast, That's right. it is. So any little bit helps. But if you want to leave us a review, we'll give you a special shout out on the show. You can also follow us on social media. We'll get you all the links at the end of the show and our email address, unless I forget. But check the show notes just in case you need any of that. Um I want to tell you guys that this past week, within the last seven days, was our very own Shoff's birthday. That's right. He's another year older, another year wiser, but just as sexy. Am I right, everybody, on the audio podcast? 
That's right. Shout out to everybody watching on Twitch. Here's a little reminder. I usually say it at the top. We go live every week on Twitch. Keep an eye out on our Facebook page or our Twitter page for the notifications. And then the videos also go up on YouTube within the next couple of days. So you can always watch us on YouTube as well. Okay. But anyway, back to Shaf's birthday. This is the most important thing. So since it's Shaf's birthday this week, it's we're going to do a Geek So To Speak tradition at the end of the podcast. At the end of the podcast, we're going to do our mystery unboxing segment where Shaf gets to open his mystery boxes for you and for everybody. Yes. So be sure to stick with us. Obviously, we're we're going to be reviewing Sonic the Hedgehog 2 this episode, and we got tons of geek news. So what do you say, boys? We just hop right into it. Let's talk some geek news. Woo! Geek news! Nude news. Nude news. Okay, so as is tradition around here whoever's hosting the podcast me in this instance likes gives the honor the duty the right to the co-hosts to pick the first geek news topic and you know what since there's two of you now i'm just gonna flip a coin uh shaf your heads factor your tails hey siri no i want to be sonic (laughs) oh my gosh hey siri flip a coin Heads. All right, Shaf's going first. Oh, I don't know if that the mic picked that up or not, but no. Shaf, what do you got on the the docket for Geek News? All right, so you were talking about how sexy I am, right? Obviously. Um, <clears throat> speaking of of sexy things, uh, as you may recall from Peacemaker, spoilers for people who haven't seen Peacemaker, <clears throat> Wonder Rob. Um, the I've seen most of it. There's a there's a, a scene at the end that takes place uh, between Ezra Miller's. Flash and Jason Momoa's Aquaman, where Aquaman is trying to defend himself because everyone's talking about how he likes to have sex with fish. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, recently, James Gunn was was interviewed with Total Film uh, regarding those finale cameos. And he told us that Ezra went on and he says, and I'm not kidding, for 16 minutes about Aquaman having sex with fish. So there's a ton of footage not used he says, 16 minutes of, of conversations about Aquaman having sex with fish. It was really funny. And then we had just one quick shot of Momoa banging the shit out of a sturgeon. Oh, God. So, um, unfortunately, that did not make the cut. We have not seen uh, Jason Momoa getting it on with a sturgeon. But I just thought that was funny. Now, here's the one thing, though, is this article was I honestly thought it was like an April Fool's article at first. I, looked, <laughs> I had to look at the date just to be sure. But it's coming through from flickeringmyth.com. And we got to take those articles with a grain of salt. I'm not going to poo-poo or shame-shame any uh, any geek news outlets. But Flickering Myth is not a super reputable source. And it's also the only place that I've seen anybody talking about Jason Momoa getting it on with a sturgeon. But I just thought it was really funny <laughs> to bring up. So that's my like fake news article for the day is I wanted to talk about Aquaman fucking a fish. Damn. All right. We got to remember to bring some fake news articles next week. <laughs> um, can I no. talk about my real article though? I'll allow it. Okay. So my real article is, this comes through from gizmodo.com. Jared Leto's Morbius method acting became a problem on set. So last week, uh, our very own Cinemark reviewed Morbius because we could not bring ourselves to get to the theater to watch that filth. Um, But... (laughs) 
<laughs> there's been some information recently about sort of how Leto has been behaving on the set and that it, it produced a lot of problems uh, while on the set. So one thing a lot of people know about Jared Leto is he likes to get real method. He likes to get in the character. And when you're interacting with him like backstage in between scenes, he's still in character. It's obnoxious. So his character uses crutches. And so even when the cameras weren't rolling, he was still walking around with crutches and it was taking him forever to get from backstage to the set. And the amount of time it took him from to walk to and from the bathroom delayed the production. So uh, eventually Jared agreed to use a wheelchair to bring him to and from the bathroom, expediting the process. Can you believe this? The, the gall, the nerve, the the how do you say gumption. the gumption of Jared Leto that he's going to need people wheeling him around just so he can continue to horribly play. Michael Morbius. Now, let me tell you, from Kit in the Twitch chat, he says, or she, don't want to assume your gender, Kit, uh, the trick is to get him to play the role of a quality actor. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I like that. I that like was a burn, that. Kit. <laughs> that would be, yeah, that would be the, the best thing for him. Can you just play a normal human being? That'd be great. That'd be fun. So... <laughs> So, yeah. So anyways, that's uh, if you want to work with Jared Leto, just know that uh, you're going to have to put him in a very specific role. Otherwise, he's going to be doing all sorts of weird, stupid stuff. So um, I also would like to see him in a buried alive uh, role where he's buried six feet under. Uh, That would be really cool because maybe he might actually no longer be with us and I would be rejoicing. (laughs) Take that, Jared Leto, friend, a uh, friend of the show, by the way. But <laughs> we'll let him. We'll let him. I mean, we we just calls it like it is. We yeah. calls it like we see. I mean, it. I got one more news article, but I, I'm willing to share. We can go ahead and, and pass it around before we come back to me. It's fine. Oh, he doesn't. Okay, all right, all right. He likes to share. That's what I've heard. Vector, what do you have on your docket for geek news this week? Well, I wanted to represent for all the animation fans out there. And for Wonder Robin Shaw, because I know they are huge fans of Yusagi Ojimbo. There is a new animated series coming to Netflix, and we got a trailer, Samurai Rabbit, the, the Yusagi Chronicles. And this is the first trailer based on the comic book created by Stan Sakai back in 1984. And if you were a fan of the 90s Ninja Turtles, you may have had the figure, which I did. I also did. Yes. It's a trifecta right there. That's a geek collection trifecta. I might still have it, actually, at my mom's house in Arizona. She's got a whole box of all my old Ninja Turtle figures. Every time I'm there, I I mean to look at it, and I never remember next time I go down there. But I bet you it's in that box. Hey. Well, the executive producer on the series is James Wan, who did The Conjuring and Aquaman. And the series is set in a world that mixes modern high-tech images with classic Japanese references. So it's coming pretty soon, April 28th. That's 20 days from when we we are recording right now. But you guys should check this out because I think the animation style looks pretty good. And it's a character that... We all loved as kids, so maybe you might want to check it out on Netflix when it comes out later this month. Maybe. 
I will, unless I don't. <gasps> we'll see. How we'll see you. how it goes. All right. Well, since we're playing round robin with the geek news stories, let me just hop in real quick and tell you that Doctor Strange 2 is coming out in a month. Yes. You guys. And it's already breaking records. It broke Fandango's first day ticket sales records for 2022. So during its first 24 hours, well, let me let me take a step back. The tickets just went on sale. What was that? La- this week ago. sometime. I think it was two days ago, so it was on Wednesday. Yep. <clears throat> so we all have tickets, but we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, but it, the tickets went on sale. During the first 24 hours, the sequel sold more tickets than any other film this year, and the website saw a huge number of fans reserve their seats. Showtime sold out fast, which caused movie theaters to schedule additional screenings to meet the high demand. It beat films like Scream, Uncharted, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, surprise, surprise, The Batman, um, and the original Doctor Strange made $677 million, and this movie is anticipating to break that record. Yeah. And it broke the, or excuse me, it didn't break the record, but the best day sales for this are the best numbers that Fandango's reported since Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah. Or well, not Spider-Man Homecoming. Gosh, dang it. Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home. So I got my tickets. Uh, I know Vactor had an issue with his tickets, but we're going to save that story for the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh, actually, we'll, we'll dive into the whole subject a little more at the end of the podcast after we're done reviewing Sonic and after we're done talking all the geek news. Okay, so let's circle uh, around. I almost said circle jerk back around, but you well. know what? That's, pra- that's practically what it is. Let's circle jerk back around hey. the shop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Shaf, what else is up? <laughs> so uh, some news came out just the other day. I think this was the 7th. So this was yesterday. Uh, news related to Epic Games and Lego uh, mm-hmm. joining into a partnership uh, to shape the future of the metaverse and make it safe and fun for yeah. children and families. So uh, obviously Epic Games makes all sorts of stuff, but most prominently and what they're most well known known for, I would say, is Fortnite. So Fortnite, yeah. the maker of Fortnite, is going to be teaming up with Lego for a kid-friendly metaverse. Now, what that really means, it's not quite clear. <laughs> um, <laughs> not quite clear what that's going to be about, but it's going to be family-friendly digital experience. Uh, it's promising powerful creative tools and amazing play opportunities in a safe and positive space. Now, the only reason why I bring this article is up, because I love Fortnite. And I love playing Fortnite with my buddies, Wonder Rob and Factor. And friend yeah. of the show, Songer plays too. And occasionally Cinemark will join us. Uh, but if they bring in like a Lego minifig as a skin, I will lose my shit. <laughs> and it will be shut up and take my money. I'm going to be slapping <laughs> my debit card at my TV screen because... I would love that. And I would love if they brought in more Lego stuff. Like, that's so cool. I, uh, the synergy of stuff and, and bringing in, like, cross promotions and stuff. Like, it, it's going to be fun. So I don't know what this will look like. But if it also extends into Fortnite as far as skins or um, building mechanics with, like, actual bricks and stuff, I'm like, that would be fun. So I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for it. I'm going to pitch an idea. I know Epic Games listens to our show weekly. So epic i want what you should do with your newfound license you're gonna make an open world game like grand theft auto 
right? But it's also going to be MMO, like World of Warcraft. Ooh. And it's also going to be Lego. Ooh. Actually, they might already have a game like that, Factor, don't they? They're like Legos, Lego City, Lego World? Yeah, Lego, Lego World. Lego yeah, Worlds. but that's not open world. That's still confined uh, play area. Like, it's not it's not very large a space to work with. I have that game on multiple well, systems, yeah. Then t- of course you do. <laughs> I got it in every system I own. I'm playing it right now. Yeah, I created uh, it. <laughs> well, epic. My my idea is still valid. So if if they did a Lego skin on Fortnite, would it be a full size character like a, a full size Lego that's just as tall as everybody else, or would it be a little tiny little guy compared <laughs> to everybody else? I think that they would have to be both. Like you know how you can have like a back bling of some kind. It'd be like a backpack with like a miniaturized Lego minifig or something. But then the uh, uh, like the actual skin would be a full size character. Okay, so you being the Fortnite expert in this chat, you and then Vactor, and then a distant, distant, distant third, me. Let me ask you this. When Spider-Man came in, they had web shooters and stuff? Oh, yeah. What would be the the supplemental item that they add in Fortnite if they had a Lego crossover? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a real They bring back building, but it's Legos. <laughs> I don't know. That's a that's a really interesting question. All right. Well, you think about it for the rest of the show. We're gonna come back to you. <laughs> I'll think about it for the rest this. of my life. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh Vector, what else? What else is going on? Well, guess what? What? <laughs> I know Wonder Rub is a huge Disney Park fan. You know my body. Rob and I have been to Disney World but uh, multiple occasions. Together even. And I know Shoff and Rob have been to Disneyland. True. Together. So what would you both say if I told you that there is a new ride coming? And not only did we get an opening date, but we also got a video announcement for Disney World's Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Now, this is an all-new roller coaster that's coming to Disney World. We already have, on the California side, on the Disneyland side, we've got the Guardians of the Galaxy Tower of Terror type mm-hmm. ride, where you're going up and down. And it's the exact same superior ride. version of that ride. What? I would say. Over yes, Tower yes, of Terror? Yes. Over Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror is classic. but It is classic, but sometimes... Classics need to be put in their place. I do. I can't, I I can't ride like, that ride. I can't ride that the, ride. <laughs> have you ever? Oh yeah. Shop rode it once with me. I'll oh, okay. ride it. I'll ride it once every visit, but I will not ride it more than once. Well, did you ever ride it at Disney World? Let me ask you that. Mm, no, it's been for a long, long time since I've okay. been to Disney World. It's way better at Disney World than Disneyland. But I digress. This new ride is going to be a roller coaster, so it's not. An elevator drop ride. It is a roller coaster ride. I cannot wait. The video announcement is 30 seconds long, but I cannot wait until this ride is open on May 27th of this year, 2022. What do you boys think about Guardians of the Galaxy as a ride? Well, I'm hyped for it as long as they don't get rid of Ellen's energy adventure. Because that ride is a classic. 
all the dinosaurs, the best animatronics. That was one of my uh, favorite rides as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> that does not surprise me. Uh, the all the the Dis- the hardcore Disney theme park nerds understood the joke that I meant <laughs> just there. Uh, Shop was looking at me really serious, like there, there's an Ellen ride. <laughs> Ellen had a ride shot. I already Ellen hate had it. had a whole I ride. I already that hate before. it. That was before. Um, <laughs> and it was old, too. You'd go there, and it was Ellen. Remember Ellen and the Ellen show? Well, it, was, uh, it was... Or Ellen on Ellen, like the Ellen sitcom. Yeah, it was that Ellen. Not the talk show. It was the <laughs> pre-out-of-the-closet Ellen. This was the oh. heterosexual Ellen. Like, like she had long, like long longer. feminine hair yeah. and stuff, and before she, before she transformed into her current persona. Anyway... That was some ride. Before that was the best ride for an asshole. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, but probably. Um, that was the best ride to take a nap on, Vactor. No, Remember? that ride is fun. Oh, but it was just a slow move. It was like 20 minutes long. Well, you yeah, that too. It. Can I ask anyway, you, is this ride uh-huh. replacing Rock and Roller Coaster? No. Because rock and Roller Coaster still stands. Because like, it mentioned Cosmic Rewind, and I was just thinking about like how that ride works and stuff. Like, I just thought that that would be like an, an obvious thing, but I guess not. No. Also, um, Rock and Roller Coaster is in Hollywood Studios, and this that's is right. Epcot, yeah, buddy. That's right. My bad. That's okay. That's okay. I'll tell you what. I'm planning. Nothing's set in stone yet. I'm planning to head out to Disney World at the end of the year. You're invited, Chaff. Oh, you can come. All you got to do is get your own park tickets, get your own way there, and get your own hotel. I'm not going to sleep with you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I promise to love you. (laughs) If he he promises. Uh, No, I'm hyped for this ride. Uh, Hopefully, everything works out and I get to go down there this year. Uh, if not, there's always next year, but it's a nice incentive. Are you hyped on this ride, Vector? I bet you are. I am. And Epcot was already one of my favorite parks, but this is going to, I think, put it over the top. And it might be my favorite park. Epcot is not, might be one of my favorite parks. It's my favorite park in Walt Disney World. Well, when I was a kid growing up, it was my least favorite. It is now, I think, now that Cosmic Rewind is coming out, I think it's going to be my favorite. All right. Well, a lot to look forward to from that. We'll have to report back on that, guys. All right. So I'm going to I'm I'm batting clean up over here with the last Geek News article. So Marvel wants you to know that Daredevil is is or isn't in continuity within <laughs> the MCU. It either is or it isn't. So let me explain. Not too long ago on the Marvel website, uh, for all the MCU characters, you know, you, you can click a character and it gives you a, a synopsis of what they've been up to. Just get you caught up if you want just a little reading material before you go to bed or you're on the toilet or something like that. Whatever. So not too long ago, as we reported on this show, the Netflix Marvel series is Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, etc. All made their way to Disney Plus. And when they did, they added the biographies to these characters as well. Uh, but in particular, what we want to worry about is Daredevil, because under Daredevil's section, it had the whole backstory from the seasons of Daredevil and Defenders and all that. And then Shaf, get this, Shaf. <laughs> After all that, 
they added Daredevil or Matt Murdock's appearance in Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, Seemingly yeah. confirming that this is, in fact, the same Daredevil and that Wilson Fisk in Hawkeye spoilers, despite wearing a Hawaiian shirt, a fedora, and having uh, superhuman strength and powers, was the same Wilson Fisk. But Disney said, ah, 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 ah. Uh, uh, uh. I could keep going. You get the joke. They took down that section. So Daredevil's backstory is still the same as we've seen it on Netflix, but they took out the part specifically linking him to the MCU. Now, does that mean he's not in the MCU, like they're changing their minds, or does it mean they shouldn't be adding Spider-Man stuff because it's Sony? I don't really know on that point. All I want you guys to know and the listeners to know is that Spider-Man in my mind, or excuse me, Daredevil in my mind is canon to the MCU. In my mind. And that's how I will, how I will always view it unless I'm told specifically otherwise. So confusing. And I that's mean, that. Vincent D'Onofrio even showed that he had the same cufflinks as mm-hmm. Kingpin in, in Hawkeye that he had in the Daredevil uh, Netflix show. Like <clears throat> These are... I don't know why they don't want to just accept that these were part of it. Like it was always billed initially as MCU adjacent. It was never like a multiverse situation. So I I don't understand why they just don't want to. And they make references to events in the MCU. Yeah, exactly. The incident and stuff like that. Battle of New York. So yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's tough to really say, but again, in my head canon, it's all connected, baby. It's all connected. And you know what else is connected? Our connection with Cinemark. That's right. Cinemark, the one and only film expert, aside from all of us, that is, on the podcast. Each week, he likes to give us his hot takes on what he's looking at and what he recommends for us. And this week is no different. As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to tell you what he's recommending this time. I'm just going to let him tell you himself. Take it away, Mark. Hello again, my friends, and welcome back to another in-review of Cinemark. Long before Loki was ever popular in the MCU, the God of Mischief's mask first appeared on the big screen in the 1994 film, The Mask. The Mask is a 1994 American superhero comedy film directed by Chuck Russell, produced by Bob Engelman and written by Mike Werb, loosely based on the Mask comics published by Dark Horse Comics. The first installment in the Mask franchise, we don't talk about the Jamie Kennedy sequel here. It stars Jim Carrey in the title role, Peter Green, who you may remember from the opening scene of The Dark Knight, among other things, Amy Yasbeck, and Cameron Diaz in her film debut. A basic synopsis of the film is as follows. Carrie plays Stanley Ipkiss, a hapless everyday bank clerk, who finds a magical wooden green mask that transforms him into the mask, a green-faced troublemaker with the ability to cartoonishly alter himself and his surroundings at will. He starts using these superpowers to fight crime, only to become targeted by Dorian Tyrell, a gangster who desires to overthrow his superior. The film was released on July 29, 1994 by New Line Cinema, becoming a critical and commercial success. The film grossed over $351 million on an $18 to $23 million budget, which made it the second most profitable film based on a comic up to that point behind Superman from 1978. It also influenced the resurgence of swing music in the 1990s. 
His cemented Carrie's reputation as a significant actor of the 1990s, who was just coming off the success of Ace Ventura Pet Detective from February of that same year, and would follow the mask up later in 1994 with Dumb and Dumber, and also established Diaz as a leading lady as Wonder Rob in an eight-year-old version of myself would say, me like she. Carrie was nominated for a Golden Globe for his role, and the film was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Visual Effects, but lost to Forrest Gump. The mask's visual effects were handled by Industrial Light and Magic and Dream Quest Images. Some trivia on the film, the director Chuck Russell had seen Jim Carrey perform live at the Comedy Store and followed him on the show in Living Color and was eager to cast him in the film. Jim Carrey was top of his list and the script had been rewritten for him, but Nicolas Cage and Matthew Broderick were also kept in consideration. An animated television series was made for over 54 episodes from 1995 to 1997 with Rob Paulson as Stanley Ipkiss and his alter ego as well as The Mask and Neil Ross as Kellaway. Its final episode was a crossover with The Mask and another Jim Carrey character, Ace Ventura. This would later continue in an episode of the Ace Ventura Pet Detective cartoon series. And lastly, a video game based on the movie also titled The Mask was released for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. When I was eight, I loved this movie and remember quoting, SMOKING! among many other uh, scenes in the film. It was the movie that made me a fan of Jim Carrey at that age, and Cameron Diaz in the film also caused another awakening in a young Cinemark. With that, I send it back over to Vactor, Shaf, and Wonderob, who are discussing more about Dr. Robotnik himself. Have you guys ever seen the animated series or played the video game? And what was your favorite part of Jim Carrey's performance in The Mask? All right, thank you, Mark. The mask smoking. Somebody stumped me. I was about to say it. Somebody stumped me. I was trying to think of all the phrases from the mask, and I had a. I after smoking, I just brain farted completely. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's been a long, long, long time since I've seen the mask, boys. We watched the mask but, like less than a year ago. We watched it maybe like six, seven months ago. We and were on why? like an Ace Ventura kick. Oh no, I'm sorry, a Jim Carrey kick, and we were watching a bunch of Jim Carrey movies, and and we started with The Mask because my wife Sarah loves Jim Carrey and uh, and The Mask especially, and she remembers playing the video game that that Mark mm-hmm. was talking about. She used to play that video game all the time, and it prompted us to go to like YouTube and watch some gameplay videos of some dude playing it. And she was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I remember this!" She like knew exactly like where to go next. Like it was like that present in her brain that she knew exactly what to do in the mask video game. I was so impressed. I was like, I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're just smoking. You're just smoking. I don't think I ever, I don't recall ever playing the video game or watching the cartoon, but I have some sort of weird memory of the Ace Ventura cartoon and the mask cartoon crossing yeah. over. And, that must have been on the Ace Ventura cartoon because I don't recall watching The Mask. Yeah, really. it was the the final episode of The Mask was a crossover with Ace Ventura. That's wild. okay. I remember that. Um, but since you brought up Jim Carrey, and we got a little extra time, we're ahead of schedule right now. What's your favorite Jim Carrey movie, uh, Vactor? Ace Ventura, hundred percent. Ace Ventura, hundred percent. Saw that movie in the theater. With my mom. <laughs> we had no idea what it was, but we liked him from In Living Color. We were huge In Living Color fans. Hold Saw on. The- Ace Ventura came out in 1994, so you were 12. 
you saw that. Your mom took you to see. That's PG thirteen. You were one year younger, <laughs> and you should have been. And your mom was letting you watch in living color. Oh, she you was know letting what? me watch way worse than that. Your mom, I, that makes a whole lot of sense because the last time I saw your mom, it's been a while. But she said, "You can do what you wanna <laughs> do, my son, Vactor." I showed my wife <laughs> in living color over the pandemic or over the lockdown. She had never seen it before, and she was like, "Why don't they make shows like this anymore? This is way better than SNL." Uh, it's so just she was different. A That's huge all it fan is. Of she, does she know about color. Fire Marshal Bill? She does. Good, good, good. I gotta say, boys, the mask is based on a comic book. Mm -hmm. It was the second highest grossing comic book movie up to that point behind Superman, behind the the original Superman movie. It was a huge hit, made Jim Carrey into a huge box office star because Ace Ventura was not, you know, making him a lot of money. It was the mask and the cable guy that kind of. When he was writing checks, for, they were giving him $30 million a movie. But I think The Mask is where Jim Carrey jumped the shark. And then once he started to do more dramas and independent movies, I think he got back in my good graces. But The Mask <laughs> is the movie that I said, this is too much, boys. His shtick had worn off with me at that point. Really? That's oh, like man. prime Jim Carrey. That's wild that you felt that way. Yeah, it was just too much of the same. And it was thought of that he would be the perfect f guy for that role because his face was already so rubbery and he was doing all kind of contortions. So they thought, oh, the mask going to be a perfect casting. And so it, my expectations for the movie were super high. I was in South Korea, living in Korea at the time. I had just moved to that Air Force base and I thought... This was my first time going out, meeting new friends. Never met these people before, but my my parents knew some people, and their son is who took me to see the mask. And at first, he said there was going to be some girls there, so I put on some cologne, put on my <laughs> Sunday best, boys. <laughs> then he shows up at my door. Yeah, it's just me. There ain't going to be no girls. So I was very upset. We went to the movies by myself with him and saw the mask. But I was... I, <laughs> you smell good, though. That's pretty good. He told me there was going to be girls there. Anyways. <laughs> girls at the 12 theater. 12-year-old actor spritzing up the cologne. <laughs> the mask oh was disappointing to me. I, I wanted more Ace Ventura, and I didn't get that in the mask, boys. What's your favorite Jim Carrey movie, Shop? Um, you know, that's, that's a hard one because he does a lot of great comedies, but he's also actually a really great dramatic actor, too. So, like, mm -hmm. I think I have to go with one comedy and one drama in order to, like, accurately do him justice. But Sonic the from, Hedgehog. <laughs> for the comedy, uh, I would probably have to say Liar Liar. Okay. Shuff. All right. Not that you would know this. I have a family member who's in that movie. He's the judge in that movie. Why? And really? Yeah, he was my. Um, he was married to my aunt, and he passed away. Um, so he's no longer with us. But that was probably his biggest role. He was um, kind of a character actor. He was on a lot of TV shows and things. And he oh. 
uh, Rob, you might remember this. I uh, uh, Shaw, mm-hmm. you too. The comedy Herman's Head on Fox yeah. in the nineties. Mm-hmm. He was the boss on Herman's Head. Okay. So I actually got. Wait, hold chance. on. You talk about Jason Bernard. That is correct. A hundred percent correct. He was also in the Flash TV series Shaw as Nightshade, the original oh, Flash cool. TV show. Not. And what's your relation movie. again? Your relation so with him? He was. He is the former husband. He's my aunt's ex husband. Oh, she's, I bet she was kicking herself. <laughs> Man, I could have been married to the guy who was in Flamingo Road. <laughs> I actually got a chance to go backstage of Herman's Head when he was on that show. And so I got to meet all of the other actors on that show. Two actors were, are currently still on The Simpsons uh, Yardley Smith, who does Lisa's voice. And Hank Azaria, who does mm-hmm. a million voices. Oh, yeah. He, w- Hank Azaria he was on it. Empty Nest. He did one episode of Empty Nest. Yeah, but Liar oh, Liar was his MDB. biggest. 100% Liar Liar is his yeah. biggest role he was ever in. I, I think Liar Liar is, is Jim Carrey's like peak comedy, personally. That was, a, and, that was a great movie. And then as far as like drama, I really love him in The Truman Show. Cause he's so pure in that movie. Like he's so great in that man on the moon. He's so amazing as Andy Kaufman. And then yes. eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. That's yes. It's a mind fuck of a movie, but it's a great movie. Yeah. So uh, great that's, movie. Uh, I, I love Jim Carrey. I, I, I think he's a great actor. And I, honestly, knowing that he's potentially retiring from acting makes me sad because he's so good. Speaking of mind fucks, Shaf listing three dramas when he said he was going to list one. I know. I'm an caught you. Dude. I caught you. <laughs> we caught you, man. Okay, well then, fine. I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna say my favorite, and you can go back. Gonna, if I'm you gonna have a read favorite drama factor. Favorites. That means I'm gonna list every movie of his. These are all my favorites. Um, <laughs> <laughs> does anybody remember uh, uh, Once Bitten? <laughs> that was so good. That's not my real answer. I like that but movie. I, I I bought Once Bitten on VHS because I I. I, just like you guys, was on a Jim Carrey streak when he was in his heyday, I, and I found Once Bitten. That's You know how they'll, an actor will get big, and then they'll re-release the movie that he was in, like put him front and center on the poster, even though he had like a, a part this big? Yeah. They did that with Once Bitten, and I got tricked, but that's, <laughs> that's just how it went. Um, I'm going to say, I think my favorite Jim Carrey movie of all time, period, is Cable Guy. Cable guy I remember seeing that movie In theaters when it came out And again I was on a Jim Carrey high I think that came out after Batman and Robin Maybe You mean Batman Forever Maybe yeah. Or yeah, Batman Forever um, Or maybe it was before that Anyway He had had a streak of good movies And I remember going to see it In the theater In Arizona In the summer I was visiting for the summer and I somehow got to go tag along with that movie. And I remember walking up being so disappointed in that movie, being like, that's not Jim Carrey. That wasn't funny. But then as an adult, rewatching it and loving it and thinking it was hilarious. Also starring a young Jack Black. Yes. Everybody. Oh, that's um, when he was like a I'm, cameo in everything. Like he was just yeah, that's, the mm-hmm. random stoner guy in everything. Yeah, yeah. That's when he was building up his career. He's getting those small parts, <laughs> yeah. getting well, whatever listen, he could. Listen to this streak. It was The Mask and Dumb and Dumber in '94, Batman Forever in '95, Cable Guy '96, yeah. Liar Liar '97, Truman Show '98, Man on the Moon '99. 
Yeah, that's about when he was like, I should just make one movie a year <laughs> and stick with that. Um, my favorite dramatic movie that he is. I'm going to pull one out. Nobody, nobody is going to expect this. My favorite dramatic Jim Carrey movie is The Majestic. Oh. That one's real good. I thought you were going to say Mr. Popper's Penguins. No, 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 no. <laughs> he, uh, he's a man with amnesia who ends up back in a small town, and they the town thinks that he is a um, uh, a soldier that was lost in the war who had come back, and he assumes the identity of this person, and then they reopen a movie theater. Another it's very good. really good one that, like Rob said, with the once bitten... Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh, man. Yeah. Earth Girls Are Easy. He's like an alien in that. And he's and in it Damon for like 30 Wayne. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and and Damon Jeff Wayne. Goldblum. Right. Yes. Jeff Goldblum's in that, too. So that I watched that one over and over again as a kid. But like I said, I always knew him as, hey, that's the white guy from In Living Color because everybody else was black. So that is the one white guy. And he stood out to me and then went Get that white guy out of here. Oh, that oh my gosh. Go, come back. All right. All right. We've gushed long enough. Thanks, Mark, for the topic. It was fantastic. And let's take a little break to hear from our sponsor, Anchor, just like every week. And then when we get back, we're going to dive into Sonic the Hedgehog 2. We'll be right back. And we're back. Because, right, we're back. And we are going to be talking about Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which just came out in theaters this past week. Um, uh, We had a chance to see this movie, and uh, we saw it last night, um, and uh, we're going to talk about it. So, spoilers ahead for Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, If you recall... Yes. What's that? Electric Boogaloo. Oh, jeez. Sonic 2. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. The Legend of Curly's Gold. If you recall, when right before the the movie theater shut down, for many people, Sonic, the first Sonic movie, was the last movie they saw in the theaters, and that was definitely the case for myself. And I remember yeah. really liking Sonic uh, the first. Movie. <laughs> oh my god! It's true. I I didn't think I would. <laughs> I went into it with such low expectations, but other than being a an olive garden like two hour commercial it was really good like i liked it it was a commercial for olive garden man i forgot (laughs) i've forgotten a lot of things about that movie i remembered just enough but i not enough i guess not just enough but just enough is what i remembered um okay so i saw this last night full spoilers you said that yep uh, Shaf saw this last night. Now, before we move on, I just have two statements or one question, one statement. My statement is, I don't think Vactor's seen this movie. Correct. Vactor was going to see it, but was unable to attend. I'm seeing so, it tomorrow morning. And you don't mind us spoiling you because we guns to spoil it. Okay. Number two, when we reviewed Sonic the Hedgehog the first time, Vactor, we talked about a brief history of our experiences with Sonic the Hedgehog. And so I don't want to dive back into it for myself or for Shaw because we've already talked about that. If any listeners are curious, uh, March 2020 in the backlog of Geek, so to speak, you can find that episode. But I'm curious about Vactor. What's your experience with the Sonic the Hedgehog games? So I was, as we talked about, actually on the Sandbox Gamers podcast with Mm -hmm. our favorite consoles growing up, Sonic was a huge part of my gaming life because I was a big Sega Genesis guy and I was kind of 
I was rebelling against the establishment because all my friends were Nintendo, NES, and uh, my dad was like, I'm going to get you the opposite. The other guy's got the <laughs> Nintendo. I'm going to get you the Sega. Uh, so I had first Sega Master System and then Sega Genesis, and Sonic the Hedgehog and Moonwalker, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, my two <laughs> Genesis games that I remember playing. And then, you know, Sonic went on to become a, a mascot, but Sonic 1, 2, Sega CD, Sonic, Sonic Spinball. I had every Sonic game. I loved him. I loved his... I, I would say Sonic was the very first game that I realized there was an idle animation where you leave the character and they start doing something. I went... Like, somebody came to my door, and for some reason I didn't pause the game. I just left the game running. I came back... And he's sitting there tapping his foot. And I was like, it blew my mind. I was like, he's looking at me. Sonic <laughs> is looking at he's me. He's alive. <laughs> he's looking at his, his watch. And then he's looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> I remember his red shoes. So I loved Sonic growing up. And then watch his uh, career kind of fizzle out as we go to the Dreamcast. But that first Sonic movie, Shaw, uh, you're not going to believe this, but also fellow sandbox gamer Jeff W., that was the first movie that we saw when he moved here to Arizona. And it, for a long time, it was the last movie until uh, the movie started opening up again. But I actually enjoyed it as well, Shaw. I thought the first movie was funnier than I thought it was going to be. And it was just a lot of fun. I thought it was going to be terrible. And it wasn't terrible. No. It had a lot of heart too. Like it, it had yeah. a lot going for it. It was, it was and for, for a video game adaptation. It surpassed my expectations. And just like Rob, I love Ben Schwartz. He's great. Oh he's not <laughs> the worst. He's he's really good. I like him. The worst. <laughs> Which okay. For, here's my first spoiler of this movie, Justin. Ben Schwartz does that. He says that he does what? the John Raphael yeah callback. Yeah. Just for you. All right, I got to see the movie now, boys. I was I was actually watching an interview with him, not because I was searching it out, but it showed up on my TikTok feed. Yeah, sure. Where Rob, he, sure. I swear, <laughs> I swear. Um, where he said he was, they were talking about John Ralphio, and that he also put in another John Ralphio uh, reference, which was the "Don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious" <laughs> dance he did. But they cut it because they thought it was too many John Ralphio. It sounds like too uh, references. Many <laughs> so Shuff. they just kept that one. Also, Shoff, in that first one, he's reading Flash comic books. Yes. And when I saw that, obviously, you know, just like Rob, the Flash is my favorite DC character. So I saw that and immediately at attention. So I, I loved I loved it. <laughs> all right. All right. He was at attention in his pants. Everybody. By the way, uh, fellow That's what geeks out there, uh, it was episode 96. I just looked back in our, our catalog. Episode 96 on February oh, wow. 22nd of 2020. Uh, that's when we reviewed Sonic the Hedgehog. So dang, there you go, there you go. And then we had our Disneyland uh, Galaxy's Edge episode shortly thereafter, and then we were in quarantine. That's right. Yeah. Status. All right. So here's the synopsis of the movie from IMDb. When the manic Doctor Robotnik or Eggman, depending on how, I'm not sure they call him Robotnik in this movie. Do they? Anyway, Eggman is just a nickname that Sonic gives him because he's flying around 
in like an egg. Maybe. Um, I, just, I just don't remember them calling him Dr. Robotnik. Because Robotnik is his actual I, name. Like in the, I in saw the, this last night, <laughs> and I don't remember it. Um, when the manic Dr. Robotnik returns to Earth with a new ally, Knuckles the Echidna, Sonic, and his f- new friend Tails are all that stands in their way. Oh, they they said Sonic and his new friend Tails is all that stands. I think it's are all that stands. Anyway, so first and foremost, Shoff, the world is dying to know. <laughs> did you did you enjoy this movie? I absolutely did not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was really disappointed in this movie. I did not enjoy it one bit. It is way too long. And it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I guess I don't have to see it. The only, like, (laughs) redeeming quality of this movie, in my opinion, is Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. Without... See... Yeah. Yeah. Without him... Continue. I don't want to talk over you. Yeah, no. Just without his performance, it is not worth seeing. And I honestly, like... Did I, I questioned my life choices <laughs> multiple times during the movie? Just the fact that I was there, and there were only like ten people in the theater, and it was a big theater. Like no one went to see this movie last night. <laughs> Dang! I got to tell you, I had the opposite experience. My theater was packed to Dang. the gills. Wow! With people wanting to see Sonic the Hedgehog at eight thirty p.m. on a Thursday night, and my buffer seat system came in handy i just say always <laughs> get the buffer seat sometimes i buy it and it i shouldn't have bought it and i just have to refund the ticket but this case the buffer seat happened i gotta say sonic the hedgehog 2 i was i really enjoyed it when it ended when it was over <laughs> i was thrilled uh, because i was not happy i was not enjoying myself during this movie at all no. and i feel like i must i must just be the wrong demographic because people at the end of this movie, this full theater, were clapping. I was going to oh, say no. standing O. No. People, when pe- when characters were introduced, like Knuckles and Tails <laughs> and a particular character at the very end, which we'll talk about, hoots and hollers like it was, like it was the portal scene yeah. in Avengers Endgame. Yeah. I was about to say that. I was like, it sounds like... Uh, it sounds like Spider-Man No Way Home, three Spider-Men showing up and everyone's like yeah. losing their shit. Like that's so ridiculous. I want to make a point that I, I understand that I'm probably not the demographic and I don't want to make a real blanket judgment on people who are Sonic the Hedgehog fans. But it, they see, again, and I, if I'm alienating anybody, I apologize. This is just the outside in looking at the Sonic the Hedgehog fandom that... Uh, like weeby little little like weebies, <laughs> like it's, it's like what it seems like to me. Now I'm f- I'm the first to say, on almost any situation, not just Sonic, but pe- you're allowed to like what you like. Sure. Uh, far be it from me to disparage anybody from enjoying anything. But man, this movie was not for me. It just was not. I I rolled my eyes countless times. <laughs> I don't I don't even necessarily agree about Jim Carrey okay. <laughs> in this movie. Let's talk about Jim Carrey. Um, well, so, keep in mind though, Jim Carrey is acting against nothing. Like, that's yeah, no, the part- he is. 
Like he's, he's right. interacting with just CGI characters and providing that level of performance. And I don't know any any other actor on the face of the earth that could do that kind of job as well because he had he had nothing to go off of and he's delivering like an amped up 11 performance. Um, I'm not saying that he's, that it's a great movie because of him. It's still not a great movie, but he, he does enough to make it tolerable. (laughs) I liked it better the first time I saw it when it was Bob Hoskins and whom framed Roger Rabbit. (laughs) Uh, got him sing. Um, now what I was going to say about, Jim Carrey is I don't think he starts bad. I just think he gets a little a little worse each scene. <laughs> is what I think. Because and I understand this is a cartoon. This is a children's movie. This is a movie for children. So I'm not going to get overly critical here. But at the start of the movie Vector, you see if you recall at the end of Sonic the Hedgehog, he gets transported to a mushroom world which at the time I thought was a dig at Super Mario. So I thought they were going to maybe make another Mario joke, but they didn't. And he is trying to figure out how to make coffee with mushrooms. And it's just over and over and over again, he's making the worst things ever and he's spitting it out. And that was, I didn't laugh. Let me be clear. I never once laughed out loud in this whole movie, but I can recognize what jokes are. So (laughs) I was like, all right, okay, I get it. That's funny. And then just little by little, each scene with Jim Carrey is just him getting a little more over the top. (laughs) Like up to a point where he, up to a point where he enters a room, does a little spin, does does big showy arms like he's finishing a musical number in a a stage play, and then goes, I'm back. (laughs) For nobody but the one person that was in the room that he walked into and and again i'm not doing it justice but you'll you'll know what i'm talking about when you see that scene vector and it was that it was at that point when i realized man jim carrey just does not care (laughs) like he's (laughs) just he's just i don't they're two different actors but remember taika watiti in um free guy where he just his cartoon character is just getting more and more absurd like it's that same thing but it's jim carrey doing his thing and I'll I'll go ahead and agree. He's still the best part of this movie, but that's not saying much about yeah. this movie. So um, I think one thing about the difference between the first and second movies, in my opinion, on why the first one works and the second one doesn't, is that they the second movie is far more focused on Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. And because of like placing the human uh, characters on like a lesser, uh, lesser like degree or, you know, less screen time or not really knowing what to do with some of the main characters, like James Marsden's mm-hmm. character, uh, his wife, Samantha Mumba and all the other stuff. Like that whole human storyline is so pushed to the edges. And I think that the heart of the first movie is the interactions between Sonic and the humans. Like, especially his react, his relationship with James Marston. James Marston is given this whole weird, like secondary plot in Hawaii and it makes almost no sense. And it didn't need to be there. It, it's yeah. like they had to come up with an idea. What are we going to do with James Marston? Yeah. It, it really felt shoehorned. 
And I think because the focus was so much on CGI characters, you lose the substance of a good story. And so I think that's why Sonic 2 just isn't as good as Sonic 1 is because you don't have the, these relationships anymore. You're, you're just huh. focusing too much time on, on, on visual effects. Now, I would argue that Sonic 1 is also not good, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> um, so the, the basic plot, the overall arcing story here is that you you cut back to Sonic. This is like nine or ten months later after the first movie. James Marston and his wife, I don't remember the name of the wife character. I don't even remember the, na- the, the, the name of James Marston's character outside of Donut Lord, um, <laughs> are getting married and there's this part at the beginning where they're leaving so they're like sonic you're not gonna have any parties or anything are you and sonic's like i'm a hedgehog what can i do wrong and he takes his ring the ring that you know can do a portal like dr strange and james marston is in his hawaiian shirt they're ready to go hawaii is obviously behind them they're going to their hotel right right they step through the ring they get to their hotel Meanwhile, maybe 20 or 30 minutes pass of this 90 to two hour minute movie. Sonic's gotten in a lot of trouble. And finally, James Marston checks back in with Sonic after Sonic is doing God knows what. And James Marston says, yeah, we just got to Hawaii. We just made it. (laughs) And I was like, wait, that was like 30 minutes ago in the movie, man. And he literally transported you there. So that was my that was my first like okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be silly thing. So let's talk about the James Marston subplot. So there's a subplot again that doesn't need to be in the movie at all. No. Period. Where James Marston is in Hawaii and his wife or his his wife sister who's getting married does not like him and so she tricks her husband into being mean to him and. He's like, yeah, I'm just kidding with you. She put me up to it, but you better not ruin this wedding. <laughs> if this re- if this wedding gets ruined, you are in deep trouble, mister. Cut to him ruining the wedding a little bit later because Sonic the Hedgehog gets in touch with them. And again, we'll, we'll circle back to this, the reason why. And he has to transport Sonic back to see him, and he ruins the wedding. And then at that point, they reveal... That everybody in attendance to the wedding, including the husband, is an FBI agent? <laughs> what? Yeah. Part of a secret task force that has pa- been yeah, like, to, created to, to m- monitor and then capture alien threats. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we know, like we know what they're talking about. Because <laughs> I sure didn't. <laughs> and they're, like, they, you'll they were see, Vector. <laughs> they were called GUN, right? That was like their G-U-N. Yeah. And I was thinking, is for this no reason whatsoever. The, I was like, is, is this something from the the video game? Like, I don't know this reference, the the the, the operation gun. Like, I I just don't I don't know if that's anything from Sonic, but it certainly didn't mean anything to me. One thing it, you were talking about, James Marston. There's a, a scene earlier which is clearly meant to show like the the situation of the, his wife's sister's uh, fiance. They're playing uh, uh, like sand volleyball and it's mm-hmm. the skins versus the shirts. And of course, James Marston's in a shirt and the other guys are all in uh, skins, just like ripping. Just nerdy biceps. guys. Yeah. Just like totally yeah. like chiseled out, swole dudes. 
And there's one moment where uh, the fiance is like flexing for James Marston and James Marston then flexes back. But like James, James's character is sort of billed as sort of like the geek of the group. Like he's like the, the doofus, the scrawny, whatever, but he like flexes and he's got like, he's got ripped, ripped biceps. And I'm like, yeah, what did this scene prove at all? Other than to say, we were both extremely jacked. Like, it's like, it is so dumb. Like, well, wow. A James Marston scene in this movie that had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. <laughs> Blow my mind. I can't believe this <laughs> for real. His character could have not been in the movie Dang. at all. He could have Sonic. This exact same plot could have happened because Dr. Robotnik, he's stuck on this mushroom planet out of nowhere. Knuckles, the echidna shows up for whatever reason, just shows up on this planet and helps or recruits Dr. Robotnik to help him find the Chaos Emerald or the Chow Emerald, if you're pronouncing it correctly. (laughs) I was waiting for this. Waiting Um, for this. And so then they get back to Earth and they find, and they transport into Sonic the Hedgehog's home and immediately start fighting. You know, they, they run around. I forgot. A, sorry, my mind went straight to the opening sequence where Sonic that drugs pretending to be Batman, which Yay. was eye, eye rolling supreme. But I'll, I'll let Vector enjoy that on his own. I won't spoil that. <laughs> and so Sonic outwits uh, Doctor Robotnik and Knuckles, like you would imagine. But out of nowhere comes Tails, who we saw at the end of Sonic that Jog one, and his excuse for being there is revealed later in the movie. Like, yeah, when you ran around the bases that one time in that first movie, it caused a sonic wave. So, so big that I noticed it on my planet. And then I've just been watching you. (laughs) Yeah. And, and then, you know what? I've been obsessed with you. And I just decided to come here to tell you a little bit creepy. The way tails feels about Sonic. Yeah. It's tails is up in his butt big time (laughs) in this movie. They even sleep together at one point. So what? Yeah, and I think it's the it's true. I think it's the same voice actor as the cartoon. It uh, is. I've never seen uh, the cartoon, but I think I remember reading that. Colleen O'Shauna O'Shaughnessy, or however you pronounce her last name. Yeah. Um, there's one character. There's one human actor though that is more unnecessary to the plot than James Marston, and that would be Adam Pally. Oh, Officer Doofy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing in this movie, but it's certainly not acting and it certainly Dang. has nothing to do with the plot of Sonic two. Um, no, it's wild. It's almost like he just happened to be visiting the set that day. Like, <laughs> and they were like, Hey, do you want to put on a yeah. cop uniform and, uh, attempt to eat a really old bagel? Like <laughs> I, I, it's just so weird. And I feel really bad for Adam Pally because that's, like I like him as an actor, but this is really not good for him. This is like really not good. Yeah, it's like they had an obligation to bring him back as well as all the other people because it was a, a successful movie. Yeah, like well, we got to bring him back. What are we gonna do with him? <laughs> uh, let's have him walk into Robotnik's secret base and make make dumb jokes <laughs> that have nothing to do with anything. Uh, now, so so Tails shows up and it's like Sonic, I gotta help you. People are people are coming after you and they eventually make their way out of the situation by traveling to Siberia 
I won't tell you how, but they just do. And Sonic has a map that was given to him from his owl mom as a kid. He's like, oh, this must be the emerald that that Knuckles guy is looking for because Knuckles goes on and on about, I'm here to get the emerald, the ultimate power. And Dr. Robotnik gets a huge heart on over it. (laughs) And eventually they make their way into Siberia. They go to a bar and it's a classic bar situation full of tough guys people you don't want to see in a dark alley and then in walks sonic the hedgehog and tails and they do the classic everything stops when they walk in the music stops record scratch everybody turns and looks and sonic's like i'm a cat yeah same joke as before and that leads to probably i know you probably know where i'm going with this factor that leads to the obligatory dance battle (laughs) scene Yep. Yes. Yep. There's, there, a, dance there's a dance battle. <laughs> there's a dance battle between uh, some toughs who accidentally take Sonic's map, and these are it's humans. Really, yes, all humans. Siberians. Siberians, and it's really just a device in the plot, if you want to call it that, to show you that Tails has a some sort of equipment, some sort of technology that can duplicate him, like Doctor Strange when he fought. Thanos. Hmm. And he makes a bunch of backup dancers. And they win the dance battle. Of course. They get their map back. And the map leads them to a compass, which is going to lead them to the Chaos Emerald. The the compass leads them directly back to where the wedding is in Hawaii. (laughs) Can you believe it? (laughs) God, it's it's such a coincidence. (laughs) There's a shot in the movie. I know I'm like steamrolling over you, Shaf. I don't mean, but this movie made me so frustrated no, you're just okay. watching it the whole time. Uh, there's a shot in the movie during the wedding where they have a congratulations, uh, the couple's name. I don't remember the couple's name, but it's it's an airplane flying and it has a banner behind it. Right. So that is an airplane whose sole purpose is to fly a banner probably for dozens of weddings right well of course dr robotnik makes uh, a megazord and decides to fight sonic the hedgehog with this megazord luckily tails gets in this uh airplane and flies sonic to the big megazord but would you believe dr robotnik sends all his robots his flying robots to take to take the aircraft out would you believe the aircraft that is solely for flying banners also has turrets and guns Mm -hmm. (laughs) when when the guns came out (laughs) well no i I, I interpreted that as tails's tech tails added that tech to the well they certainly didn't make that clear (laughs) most of tails's tech is sort of has a yellowish tinge to it and it had that on the on the turrets so that's that's why i made that connection um i was like where did did these guns come (laughs) from (sighs) this is just one of those things man um long story short dr robotnik gets the chaos emeralds he becomes all powerful uses his power to make a megasword and sonic the hedgehog needs to fight him through through the power of friendship him knuckles and tails manage to knock the chaos emerald out of Dr. Robotnik's possession. And Sonic gets his ass kicked by the mech. But does the classic, there's the Chaos Emerald. 
uh, if I could just <laughs> get to it, uh, this will stop everything. Who the <laughs> fuck are you talking to, Sonic? <laughs> You're in the field, middle of nowhere. That's like when he's on the plane yelling at Dr. Robotnik inside the mech and Dr. Robotnik is talking to him. Like, what's, what's happening? <laughs> so Sonic eventually gets the Chaos Emerald. And would you believe it, Factor, goes supersonic. Ooh. And he, saves he the day. He even gets, like, the gold hair, like, uh, it's, like Dragon it's Ball exactly, Z. It's exactly what you think it looks like, Factor. Nice. It's exactly what you think it looks what is like. What that called? It's Super straight out of the video Saiyan? game. Cyan? It's supersonic, supersonic in the games, but Super Saiyan. And the whole time, I think it's supposed to be a parody. Yeah. In the games, it's assumed it was Uh just a parody. Yeah. Uh, And he gets, he goes supersonic and he saves the day. I had a supersonic burrito the other day and it was fantastic. I got to tell you. (laughs) Now, (laughs) they save the day. Friendship is learned. Dr. Robotnik seemingly dies. Well, who knows? real quick, real quick, that whole supersonic scene basically is a complete ripoff of Avengers Endgame or Captain Marvel because basically Sonic goes binary and then just flies right through all the machines, uh, like the the Megazord of huh. of Robotnik, which is just like what yeah. Captain Marvel does in Endgame or Captain Marvel the movie, like. It's it's just a complete ripoff of it, and it totally like when when someone's that powerful, it doesn't. It's not even like a challenge. He wasn't even challenged at that point. It was like an easy, I'm gonna knock Robotnik down. Yeah, like was, they they needed some sort of way to 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 resolve this because yeah. at this point, Robotnik's just unstoppable. He's got a he's got a 200 foot tall Megazord walking around. Um, Knuckle or Sonic takes care of them. Everybody's happy, but this is the best part. Factor, Get, uh, you thought the rest was good that I was describing? Just wait till you hear this. So Robotnik's defeated. The FBI or gun is all there. One agent comes up to the leader and says, <laughs> "Hey, would you believe it? I'm paraphrasing, but this is again about as much. You have as much context as I do on this. <laughs> hey, would you believe it?" That secret base that we discovered 50 years ago, guess what? It awakened. And it cuts to the secret base that they never mentioned before. (laughs) A a tube coming out with smoke. Think Green Goblin in Spider-Man 1, like when he comes out and he's like, he does that little jump. Same thing, but it's motherfucking Shadow the Hedgehog in there and mm. my theater lost their fucking shit <laughs> man i wish i had seen it with that <laughs> like it was nuts and i was like are you kidding me hey remember that base we talked about out of nowhere remember that base well guess what <laughs> it opened up <laughs> to me i credit that whole that whole mid credit scene is just a nice way in case they in case Jim Carrey does actually retire from acting and does not come back for the the for the the squeakquel um <laughs> that they can go as shadow as the antagonist of Sonic 3 <laughs> like yeah i thought it was going to be um at first cuz you you only see his legs and then it pants up i thought it was going to be um metal sonic from Sonic CD but i thought when you were describing it just now i thought that's what you were going to say can you believe it, Vector? It was 
That's what Metal I Sonic. No, no, no. Cut to credits. So that's the movie, the long and short of it. Um, if it sounds dumb, it's because it is. But let's talk mm. about real quick Idris Elba. Yeah. Hey. As Knuckles. He 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 was good. I thought. I, for, I for what they yeah. were asking him to do, I didn't have a problem with him. He was basically the equivalent of Drax or King Shark. Uh, in like the style of him because, and I'm, I'm totally borrowing that from a video I saw earlier, but it's so accurate. (laughs) He's playing like the, the dumb, uh, brute is basically like who takes things literally. Um, but I, what I will say, and I hate to say this, but I was a little worried going into this movie that it was going to be incredibly hard to understand Knuckles because, Idris Elba's accent is pretty thick and in plenty of movies, I have struggled to understand what he's saying, but in this movie the, he was very articulate and I really understood everything that he said. He said, so, um, kudos to Idris Elba. He proved me wrong. He, he is capable of sounding articulate and huh. being clear. And, and, and so for that, I was like, okay, he's good. And I think he rounds out the team. Like, as far as what he brings to like the dynamic of the three of them when they're all together. So, yeah. And you're right. Uh, whoever you found that said that was hit it right on the head. It's definitely the Drax King shark. Nothing goes over my head. Cause I'll catch it yeah. like type character. Um, but my favorite part of the movie, my, uh, my absolute favorite part. Yes, I did have a favorite. The favorite was the trailer for into the spider verse across the spider verse part one. Yeah. At the beginning. Yeah. I, I hadn't seen that trailer uh, since it debuted, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. And that movie looks good, boys. So that's, that's my takeaway. Anticipated movie for the rest of the year. That I can't wait to see it. So do I recommend Sonic the Hedgehog 2? Personally, no. Does that mean it's bad? No. I just don't think it was for me. And yes, it was bad. Um, <laughs> and I don't... But the again, the... Um, Let's call them the eccentric group of people that I was seeing this movie with seemed to really enjoy it. And we're talking about it. Could you believe that? Like I'm walking out and they were, can you believe when that happened? (laughs) And I was just like, let me get me out of (laughs) here. Like I've got to leave. That was an entire audience on drugs. It's an entire audience of drugs. So that's Sonic the Hedgehog 2, everybody. Check it out uh, and let us know your opinion. I wanted to say a quick piece of video game trivia mm-hmm. which um when you guys were talking about is he robotnik or is he eggman eggman is the japanese name in the in japan he never goes by robotnik he's always eggman mm-hmm. he's dr eggman and they when they localized it and brought it over to the u.s they're like eggman we gotta make him robotnik so that was a change that they made for the u.s uh, did you know a pac-man was called paku paku uh, okay, so is that from on. Scott Pilgrim? Yes, it is. Good, <laughs> good on you. Good on you. So we're gonna wrap up the show now. Usually at the end of uh, our podcast, we like to take a little bit of time to just talk about our weeks, our lives, and how we've been. Now we talk to each other every day via Discord, via regular text, via Voxer, all these platforms. We talk to each other every day, but we still like to pretend like we don't know what's going on in each other's lives. So we're going to do a mystery unboxing for Shop. So Shop, we're going to do you last, and we'll do a quick catch-up with Vactor and myself. So Vactor, tell me, how's your week been, buddy? 
Very good. Celebrating Shaw's birthday all week. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to buy my Doctor Strange 2 tickets. Oh, yeah, that's right. We said we were going to talk about that. And I had a very bad time trying <laughs> to buy my tickets. It took me about 45 minutes to get my tickets. Number one, I was driving to work when the tickets went on sale. So I'm trying to, I got my Tesla self-driving. I'm trying to buy the tickets. Nothing's going through. I tried the AMC app. I tried the Adam app, which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. None, nothing was working. I asked my mom if she was getting through, because she always buys her tickets when I buy mine. So I was asking her, in Texas, was she getting through? And she wasn't. And she asked me, does she want, did she want me to try, her to try in Texas to buy the tickets in Arizona and then just do it under my account? But it wasn't working. Like the AMC thing just would not work. The Adam thing wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. So I told my mom, I said, just do it as a guest checkout. So she got it. It went through at the same time her tickets went through as me, as trying to get it for me. <laughs> I got through on Harkins. So I got IMAX tickets, and she got Dolby tickets for AMC. So I had to refund the AMC ones, and I'm going to IMAX. But that Ooh. was a whole ordeal. Wow. But Doctor Strange 2 is worth it. It's my third most anticipated movie for the rest of the year. Oh, third. boy. For the rest of the year. Third. Into yeah, the Spider-Verse, the I would guess, is number one. Across the Spider-Verse is number one. Mm-hmm. Number two... Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh, good call, 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 good call. All right, all right. Excellent, excellent. For me, I would like to point out that I also bought my Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness tickets. I woke up that day around between 7 and 8, like I usually do. Do a little scrolling on my phone before I go rescue the boy because link wakes up before i do but he's perfectly content just sitting in his room and playing with this toy so i give him a little bit of time um i look at our discord chat and you guys are all talking about the doctor strange tickets and i was like oh yeah that's today pull up fandango 30 seconds boom 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 got my tickets (laughs) for opening night for thursday night seven something uh buffer seats and all didn't have a problem I just lucked out because I had the exact problem. I had the opposite problem with Spider-Man. I couldn't do it. I had no issue I had to wait until the next day. There was, there was no holdup. Actually, my only issue was I almost bought tickets for Mesa, Arizona, and, <laughs> I'm, in, and I'm in northern Colorado. So uh, that, was, that was a problem. But once I fixed that, and actually, it's, it's funny that you were having problems, Vactor, because the Mesa, Arizona theater, that's the one that was making me wait in like a, like a queue. Before I that's could actually, the one that, yeah, yeah, that's the one I was I trying to get. That. That's the one my mom got through on. But once I fixed, you know, the theater, and I was like, oh, I need to actually buy a ticket for what's near me and in my state. Uh, then it was smooth sailing. There was not even a queue of any kind. It was just like what Rob experienced, just a real quick, normal uh, ticket purchase. So either there's no geeks out here in northern Col- uh, Northern Colorado, or I don't know why it was so easy for me or there's just a maybe there's maybe it's the opposite maybe there's just so many geeks in mesa gilbert arizona maybe probably probably i know at least two of them Yay! (laughs) (laughs) all right and then i also lastly before we move on to shaft segment i've been playing tiny tina's wonderland a lot this week now 
I will tell you first and foremost that if you want to hear my full thoughts on Tiny Tina's Wonderland, check out the latest episode of Sandbox Gamers coming out the Monday after this podcast drops. Uh, so you best subscribe because we're going to have a nice in-depth conversation on that. But I will tell you, just to sort of tease a little bit, I am very much enjoying it a lot more than Ghostwire Tokyo, which was the last game I talked about on the Sandbox Gamer. So I'm going to give everybody a recommendation. Check out Tiny Tina's Wonderland. It was unexpected, especially because I did not enjoy Borderlands 3. I liked Borderlands 2, did not like 3, was hesitant on Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, but it got all these good reviews, and I said I'm going to try it, also because I'm on a video game podcast and we have to have content to talk about. (laughs) And I'm enjoying it. So Tiny Tina's Wonderland, everybody. Check it out. But check out the Sandbox Gamers for the full thoughts. Okay, enough of that. Shaw, like we mentioned at the top of the show, everybody, Shaw had a birthday last week. The big 3-9, everybody. Right. The big 3-9. Doesn't look a day over 12, but he's the big 3-9. <laughs> so we all, as we do every birthday or Christmas, uh, sent Shaw gifts, and we told him was strict, explicit instructions. You do not open these until... <laughs> It is podcast time because we want to see your face. And he, uh, spoiler alert, he opened one, but well, he's going to pretend like he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's start with that one. Okay. Tell us about that gift. So um, the, the the one I opened is from Vactor. And the reason why he wanted me to open it, because I asked him, I was like, do you want me to wait till the podcast or do you want me to open it now? And he was like, you got it. You're going to need to open it immediately. And I'm glad that he did give me that permission because and, and actually it's funny <laughs> it's funny the reason why i i knew i needed to open it immediately is because i guessed the gift oh you guessed it oh that's right you did i was there for that what <laughs> i uh <laughs> i was because i kept talking about lego star star wars uh skywalker saga and i was like oh i gotta i'm just, I'm just gonna get the digital just gonna get the digital version because of it. I don't, I don't have the deluxe, and um, I don't want to wait, and I want to play this game, and uh, and he's like, shove, ah, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, as it were, and, and, <laughs> and he was like, I got you that. You can't buy it because I got it. So don't buy, don't spend any money, don't buy anything. I told you not to buy anything. So well, I had been. Uh, I don't know if you picked up on it, Shaw. I had been asking you for about a month in the chat. Hey, Shaw, did you pre-order Lego Star Wars? You like, no, didn't do it. I was like, hey, Shaw, did you pre-order? No, didn't do it. <laughs> so I bought it, and then I said, Shaw, whatever you do, do not buy anything from now until your birthday. And you're like, all right. And then I want to say it was the night before, or maybe it was like the day of. Shaw was like, all right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get the digital. I was like. No, it was a surprise, Shaw. I didn't want to tell you. Well, I certainly didn't expect anybody was going to buy me a video game. But sure enough, Vactor went ahead and got me Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga on Xbox Series X. So um, yeah. I, started, I started playing that the other day. And it's, I mean, I'm going to save my full review for the Holdo Maneuver uh, spinoff on uh, Geek, so to speak podcast network but um all in all i'm liking it there's something about it i don't like and i can't quite figure it out but overall it's an excellent star wars uh excellent lego star wars game and i thank you vactor so much for it because 
this has been one of my most anticipated video games over the past couple of years, because I've known this has been in, in development for, I would say, at least two, maybe three years. So it's been a long time coming. So I'm very glad to see it. Yeah. And actually, to to um, let everybody know, we actually just did an episode on Holdo Maneuver where we went through the history of the Lego Star Wars franchise. So if you're into Lego or Lego Star Wars, check out the latest episode of the Holdo Maneuver. There you go. Yeah. I so, will. So thank you, Vector. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. All right. On to the next shop. So On the to nec- the next. So should I open up yours, Wonder Rob, or should I open up Cinemarks? Let's do Cinemarks because none of us know what that is. Open the box. We don't know what it is because we didn't open the box. Yeah. So let's see. Now, I wanna, none of us. I want to preface that when this Rob arrived, and I know. Yeah, when oh, this yeah, arrived, right. I originally thought it was from everyone because that's because Sarah communicated to me that that Mark had been in contact with her to verify that the package oh, arrived and everything. Talking and, to your uh, wife? Dang. Yeah, he was, oh my he was God. sliding into my wife's hey. DMs. <laughs> sin <of> Mark. <laughs> How about you chill, buddy? Yeah, that's a sin. Um, but uh, what the box, okay, the box that came, it's from this like group THG. And I, mm-hmm. you know me, I'm an investigator, so I didn't want to open the box, but uh, I did. Oh, he spoiled himself. I did need to like understand because no, 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 no. It, this did not spoil a damn thing because all it did was it was like a bunch of names for like various supplements, like vitamin supplements and such. Oh, uh, it's up one company. of Vector or one of Mark's boxes. Yeah, and I was like, and the company um, uh, does does like beauty supplies and stuff. And I was like, what did Mark get me? Like, did he get me some (laughs) beauty supplies? Did he get me like a vitamin supplement? And, you know, maybe he did, but I haven't opened this yet. And the box is addressed to me and it's coming from the THG company. So this is not a box that he just repurposed. This is from the company. So that's what further threw me off. I was like, this is, this is legit from this company, but they're, I looked at the website. I couldn't make heads or tails of what this company does because it was like a huge conglomerate. So it's the highground.com show. <laughs> I have no clue what this is, but I'm going to open it. And for our okay. ASMR fans, I'm going to I'm going to put the uh, the cutting right by the I'll the narrate for, for the people not watching on Twitch. So Shaf's got the box up. He's got a pair of his uh, I'm assuming is uh, one-year-old scissors, <laughs> the safety scissors. <laughs> I, I use these. I use these for my eyebrows I, I, when I when I shape my eyebrows. Sometimes I try to stick them in my nostrils, get a little of those. You know those. That's why your your mustache stray. is your beard and mustache are always so perfectly trimmed each week. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I try. And his pubes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes it goes down south. <laughs> but he just he just cuts the straight ones, not the curly ones. He says those are his. <laughs> okay, are I got peeps. it open. All right, okay. I got it open. And I saw a peek. It's definitely not a beauty supply product. It's oh. definitely not uh, a protein supplement. Are you guys ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. What is it? Okay. It I is. just remembered. He did tell me what it was, but I forgot. Oh, nice. Gambit 
resin bust. So it's it's straight busted over here. Yeah. So it's for everybody listening. It looks like a a bust of Gambit from the X Men animated series. Yeah, the X Men ninety seven series. That looks very nice, Shaw. It looks that's rad. And it says ages fourteen plus on it. Interestingly enough. Well, I get to play with it. Uh, it's from Diamond <laughs> Select. Uh, it's uh, it's based on his appearance in the animated series. It's got detailed sculpting, cartoon accurate paint applications, limited to only three thousand pieces, and includes a numbered certificate of authenticity. Yo. Ooh, this is that number one thousand two hundred and eighty-eight. That's right. I'm one of three thousand people who gets to call this baby my own. Nice, so. dude. That's rad. It opened up real fast. I like it. It's in jelly. I like it. Styrofoam. It's very carefully in styrofoam and stuff. I'm I'm gonna leave it for the moment. But anyways, this is what it looks like for our fans out there. Maybe maybe we'll put that up on the Geek So to Speak Instagram. Yeah, if we remember. Cool box art too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The art looks really great. Got some of the other characters. Oh, yeah, Gambit like this gift. Gambit big <laughs> fan. So, so thank you, Cinemark. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Cinemark. I don't know why I'm thanking you. It's not a gift for me. But back, thanks for back. the content, Cinemark. <laughs> All right. Last gift is from the one, the only Wonder Rob. Yeah. Let's see it. Now, let's this see what it one is. is an actual mystery. This was something I ordered. To get to Shaw for his birthday on time, and it was delivered. It was it made it all the way to my city, and then for some inexplicable reason was returned to sender, and then the sender had to send it back to me. Dang. Return to sender. Address but I guess I, sh- I shouldn't have worried about how fast it got there because I knew we weren't going to open these till Friday anyway. But yeah, it's the, yeah. It's the it's the it's the spirit of the thing. I want you to have it on your birthday, even if you're going to There's wait. a lot. There's a lot of tape on this box. Dang. Yeah, that was me because um, I just don't trust stuff <laughs> like this. That's <laughs> fair. Okay. All right. Any last words before I open this? Um, so there's the main gift, and then there's something that I just happened to find in Sedona that I wasn't going to get you for your birthday, but I just found it and th- saw, oh, Shop might like this. So I okay, also so- put that in there. Oh, so there's, so there's see two it. things in here. There's okay. two things in there. Okay, here we go. All right, I don't know what that what is. What is it? Oh, snap. What is it? Oh, no. <laughs> what is it, Shop? Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right, so we've got... Uh, what is it? Turtles, Star Trek... Uh, yeah. This is this is Donatello as first as the first officer, um, so he's got blue on. So he's a, he's a medic of some kind. I remember that. <laughs> I remember <laughs> the manure. <laughs> the manure. <laughs> um, then we've got Chief Medical Officer Raphael. Yes, nice. yes, yes, yes. That's yes. awesome. Oh my nice. gosh! Pizza healing doctor dude is what it says. <laughs> we've got chief engineer michelangelo so he's yeah. kind of like the scotty of the bunch hell yeah hell he yeah awesome. i just can't do it shoff the bodacious up, buddy i love it and then uh last but not least we have captain leonardo 
the wacky warp driving leader. <laughs> Look at his hair shop. Look at his yeah. hair. Turtles I with hair are so like unsettling. <laughs> it it really is unsettling. Um, and uh, Donatello sort of has the uh, the Spock look to him, so it's yeah. very funny. Doesn't oh he have Vulcan gosh. ears? Yeah, he does. He, does. he has <laughs> ears. <laughs> um, and then so there should be like a little tiny. Uh, yeah, there's a little thing. something else in here. Oh, so wow. yeah, I didn't think Wonder ahead of how hard so that would much. be to order. Or to so open. you found out you found out that I lost that eBay auction. I didn't win that. Yeah, I know. Okay. I remember you mentioned it offhand. Yeah, oh, Rob is the okay. one who beat you. He beat you on the auction. Yeah. No, I found He's those through a, uh, <laughs> I found those through a separate seller, which is why I had it delivered to my house first, because I wanted to make sure, you know, we weren't getting ripped off or something. I didn't want to okay. just send it to your house. What? All right, so shop's opening the secondary gift. Again, this was just something I happened to find. I was in Sedona two weeks ago, and we were going through the farmer's markets. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and I just came across these items. So it be hard Trek to kind of see, plug. but this is the Star Trek Delta uh, insignia. This is like the, the communicator badge or like the yeah. logo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I don't know what it's made out of, but it's got like two different well, the, materials. Um, did you see the little pamphlet thing that's oh, in there? Oh, yes, 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 yes. So that's the people who make it and what it supposedly does. Now, uh, I, it really depends on, you know, what you really think and what you don't. I'll just put it that way. But supposedly what they do is there's like metals and resins in there that uh, help absorb Wi-Fi to keep it out, keep it away from you. <laughs> is oh, yeah. the best way I can describe it. Yeah, no, that's, that's a real thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but and I wasn't also, really listening when he explained and then it to me. There's a Spock live long and prosper uh, hand symbol as well. And, and it's two tones. So it's like a, a blue rock. And then there's like a sort of like a granite or some kind of like multicolored. I don't know, like resin of some kind. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. But it's, it's really it should cool. explain it all on that little note that um, the, the person who makes it. So they're all homemade. I also bought one for myself. Ooh. Oh, nice. It's it's apparently the for material $9. for like <laughs> <laughs> apparently it's called organite. That's the name of the mineral or or name of the gem or whatever. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's like you said it's supposed to be uh help from radiation or the electromagnetic field. Um it turns negative energy into positive energy. Who doesn't want that around them? I mean, seriously, that's great. Like I said, I stopped listening to the guy as soon as I saw Star Trek and I was like, just sell it to me. <laughs> I'll buy it. I have money. I'm gonna buy I it. I'd like to buy this. I'm gonna send it. I'm gonna send it to shop. <laughs> this, yeah. the, this is pretty sweet, dude. I very am, nice. I, that's awesome. It's so cool. Thank you so much, Wonder Rob. That was of course. Really nice. We all love you, Sean. Thank you. We all love you. You're love the captain you that steers this ship. All right. And speaking of love, we love you, listeners. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast. Like I said at the top of the episode, if you're not already subscribed, hit that subscribe button. And while you're at it, do you need more podcasts to listen to? You should check out the Geek So To Speak podcast network. Go to geeksotospeak.com forward slash network. You can find shows like The Sandbox Gamers, our video game podcast, The Holdo Maneuver, our Star Wars dedicated podcast, Technological, our Star Trek dedicated podcast, Vactor Loves Comics, our micro podcast where Vactor talks about comics every week. There's enough podcast entertainment, enough content for you to never have boredom 
for the rest of the whole week. That's right. So don't forget to check out all the shows. Give them all a subscribe and some love. If you want to find us on Twitter, the show that is Geek So To Speak Podcast on Instagram, Geek So To Speak PC on Twitter. If you find find us, our personal social media uh, handles, just check the show notes. You can find a whole list of all our Instagrams, Twitters, this, set, and the other in the show notes. Um, and last but not least... We are on Anchor. If you want to donate a couple bucks to us just to help keep the lights on in the Geek So To Speak studios, by all means, we would love it. Not necessarily, of course. We pride ourselves in being able to give you Geek So To Speak for free every week. But if you want to spare a couple bucks, great. Yeah. If you can't, if you can't spare a couple bucks, by all means, don't put yourself in a hardship. Just give us a nice review on whichever platform it is you listen to us on. And, We're then, be back. and then find a rich friend and tell them about Geek So To Speak. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the ticket. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be back next week with lots more geek goodness. I don't know what we're talking about next week. We'll figure it out. That doesn't matter. So, uh, you know what? I th- For the catchphrase, I think I figured it out. We have three of us. We Usually it's one person says one part of the catchphrase and one person says the other. But I think this is the rule. This is a new rule I'm instituting right now. Whoever's hosting okay. the shows on any given week stays out of it. And then okay. the other two do it. So like I'm not going to say it. So why don't you guys hit them with the catchphrase? We will see you next week. Same geek time. Same geek kiddo. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks for my gifts. Thank you so much. Happy birthday to me. You guys are fucking lame. <laughs>